get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. Boom. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Here, uh, it's another Friday night. Uh, it seems like, Jordan, just, yes. it seems like I'm your host. <laughs> you call me Master <laughs> Who Sensei. Are you? Uh, or you can call me Eric. That's fine, too. No, don't do that. And I'm here with my trusty producer, Jordan. How are you doing, Jordan? Excellent. Jordan, it seems as if just the other day we were doing show 200. Mm-hmm. And already, this is show 215. Holy Toledo. We're going to hit 300 before we know it. Well, it took us like six years to hit 200. So I know, but this we're, sh- we're going to. We're cruising now. Now we've got it, got it down to a science. This is going to be a fun show. Uh, we'll bring our guest on, on shortly. But um, hey, guys, I haven't seen a lot of Noodle Power entries on the dojo. Remember, if you got the, if you got the Noodle Coin. With the dojo on the back. You've got power. You've got power. And if you take this coin and you get some cool shots of it somewhere, like I was thinking like like the, the people that are probably gonna win are gonna like bring this coin somewhere interesting and sh- get pictures of it and use hashtag noodlepower. And if you post it on Twitter or Facebook, make sh- make sure to tag us and make sure to tag uh, Room 101 brand. Because if you do that, you could win some very rare uh, stuff from Room 101 that nobody has. So uh, that's going to go on for a long time. So don't rush it. But also don't wait forever. Right, Jordan? Don't wait forever. Just I, get, mean, I mean, at some point. Something's y- better than nothing. Something right? is better than nothing. So get those going. And by the way, if you don't have this coin yet, you can still buy the noodles second helping on JR Cigars, and you will get this coin. So if you do that, you can be part of the fun. Just imagine yourself like on a cruise somewhere, and you take a picture of this in, you know, next to the Aztec ruins or something, right? That's how, that's how you can win the Noodle Power Contest, Jordan. And, you know, Matt Booth has been sharing these on... Yeah. Instagram. So make sure get a taste for what he likes. Make sure to get involved in that because he said that he's going to give away some stuff from his archives that is, you know, very rare, very rare stuff. So that'll be cool. Hey, uh, it's been a crazy week. I've been redoing my house, Jordan. We're 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 it's re- a mess. redoing my house. I'm redoing everything, remodeling, and so like right now I don't have a bathroom. So if if you if you notice. How I look a little bit disheveled. Disheveled, yeah. It's not That's because, exactly. it's not because I'm you know, drunk or anything. It's just because I, I don't have a bathroom, and I'm trying to share the bathroom it. with my daughters, their bathroom, and and now they're doing the outside of the house. They're tearing all these boards down, and a garage door came in today, and it's just been insane. It's like you know the whole Chip and Chip and Joanna kind of thing going on at my house. Whoa, yeah. fixer upper, fixer upper. So hopefully within the, a couple of weeks, I'll be back to normal because this is hard. I don't, I've never done this before. Like I'm getting ready to do my basement. Yes. Don't not, not metaphorically, just in my actual basement. Yes. So luckily with a basement, though, you can still function oh, yeah. you know, upstairs. See, I can't even function. The kitchen's being redone. The upstairs is being redone. The bathroom's the outside. The, everything. I, you know, the, the lawn got re- Everything is just getting redone. I, I'm sort of like homeless at this point. So, um, anyways. I went to go to the bathroom yesterday. It was a kind of dumb and dumber situation. Toilet, no water. Right. (laughs) There was a point yesterday where we had no water for about four hours because uh, it's a long story. But anyways, uh, it's been crazy, and I can't wait to get back to normality. So, uh, hopefully uh, that'll happen soon. Jordan, tonight, great night on the show. Um... Our guest, we've had him on the show before. We've had him on the show, I'm sure, at least once. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is what I would say. This guy is, is an, an actual industry upsetter at this point. He's doing stuff that is uh, completely unique, and um, that's fun. That's neat in the industry to have somebody that's doing stuff that is out of the ordinary, 
different, not is sort of doing it his own way, and that's why we're excited to have him back on the show tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Risty Ristevsky back onto the show. Josh Sumcrawl. Did I say that? Did I say the name right, Risty? Was I close? Probably the best I've heard so far. Wow, man. Awesome, man. I've been called everything in a book. The, be- <laughs> the best you've heard so far. That's that's good. So well, Rist- when you cut, when you have a crazy last name yourself. You I, can- right, because see, like I've. I've been cursed. We got a little bond. I've know? been cursed with a probably even a worse name than you, Risty. So, um, so Risty Ristevsky on the show. Jaws some crawl. Risty, how the heck are you? What's going on in your world, baby? Uh, I'm doing good, man. Uh, just grinding, man. Yeah. Just fuck hustling and grinding, man. You know, we. I, I, I think it was good. about a year ago we had you on the show, but a lot has happened in that year. Yeah. Um, a lot, lots happened. Yeah. So, so let's let's just. Let's rewind a little bit and then bring ourselves up to date. I want to talk about a. We're going to talk about the nugs. Nugs was just a twinkle in his eye. The, the nugs at the, at the time we had you on. That was just sort of like a twinkle in your eye. Uh, you had a wild IPCPR show, which was sort of interesting, and that's a, a fun story to tell. But let's uh, let's rewind a bit now. How long has a Jawsome Crawl been producing cigars? How long have you been in business now? It will be. Four years in November this year. Okay, so four years. So in the cigar world, that's yeah, you know, that's ages for some people. Right. Yeah. I mean, in you know, in the cigar world, that's barely anything. But that's cool. Like you've been able to, um, you know, sort of like, you know, find a little cornerstone, a little niche in the market, and now you're sort of pushing that uh, that niche even farther, which we'll get into more in the show. But what would you say so far in this first four years? Has been, you know, a the most fun thing, you know, the most fun thing, and b the most challenging thing of these first four years. Uh, let me see. I get in the camera. Uh, the the funniest thing is this man just traveling and meeting everyone. You know, saying put finally putting that Facebook picture to the person. You know, uh, I love conversation. I love learning about people. Love what they do. Uh, so traveling, meeting everyone, putting you know. Just talking. I love it. Uh, the hardest thing is expanding properly. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Not too quick, not too slow. Right. You know, uh, some people expand way too fast mm-hmm. and die off in three months. You know, it's, consistent, solid growth is, you know, what I'm doing this year, all three years combi- combined, I've already surpassed. Wow. You know, so, yeah. So, I mean, the company's taken off US, it's taken off globally. Uh, I, I walk into some cigar shops and they call me the nug guy. <laughs> All my other cigars don't exist. All they know about nugs now. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not going to lie. That, that cigar took that company to another level. So why do you... Su- okay, so let's just let's go ahead and jump into nugs since you brought it up. Um, so nugs, it's a CBD-infused cigar. Um, what what sort of like uh, prompted you to go that route? Was that something that you had in mind for a while, or was it something that you just sort of jumped on and said, "Hey, th- here's an opportunity in the market"? Uh, it's I started a CBD company almost three years ago, okay. outside of cigars. You know, uh, I truly believe in like uh, natural uh, health, uh, organic. You know, uh, so I mean, how how that cigar came about is uh, I disc golf. Believe it or not, I disc golf a lot. Because when I travel, I like to disc golf and uh, I smoke cigars, take CBD. And uh, I forgot my CBD and I was smoking a cigar. And one of my buddies was like, man, it'd be cool if that was in a cigar. Mm. And so like, I, had, I had like an epiphany. Like I, the earth stopped. <laughs> and I, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, all the resources to put this in place. You probably at that point, you were like, I can't get off this golf course fast enough. I want to like start it, it, making no, this cigar. Literally, literally, I was calling the lab setting a date when we can start, you know, the project on this. And almost a year and a half of just research and development, of just trial and error, uh, what you're smoking now, is it took almost two years to develop. You know, I, I'm a type of guy, when I do something, I, do, I try to do it right 100%. I don't, I don't take shortcuts and stuff I do. See, I'm the kind of guy that likes to try to do it like 75% good. <laughs> just, just, that's just, it's pretty good. You know, no, pretty, pretty good. Pretty. No. no, but so, oh, so you said there was some challenges, some hurdles. What were those challenges and hurdles? Like, what, what things didn't work when you were, 
you know, making nugs? Like, were there things that just, wow, this is way too much or this is not enough? And uh, Certain things I can talk about, certain things I can't. You, know, um, you said you would talk about everything. Uh, certain things are pet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, and uh, that's what surprised the industry. A lot of people when I actually put a patent on the entire process. Mm. Uh, so I know there's other companies trying it, and I've talked to the other companies, and showed, they showed me their version. And I know where their fail points at because I was already there. And I kept digging into it, breaking it down. Because no, no one wants to smoke a cigar where you got to take a hit, and you got to light it again, take another hit, light it again. Like a super over, like infused cigar. Mm. Uh, you know, one company showed me their prototype, and it was—it literally felt like a sponge in my fucking hand. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And what they were doing, they were just spraying all the tobacco with uh, vape oil you get off the shelf on the street anywhere. You know, it's just like, I, and I hit that process at one point, and I broke it down how to scale it all the way down, you know, to a certain level to where when you smoke the 20 milligram. If I take the band off of it, you don't tell there's CBD in that cigar. You know, so it's uh, that's the part how I got to that point. That process, how it ships even from Nicaragua to the lab is is patented. All, All right, so we're back, Joe. Are we back? Uh, are we are we streaming? As far as I can tell, we are streaming. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's just let's set the record straight. Usually, it's the guest's fault. It's usually the guest's fault, <laughs> but it wasn't the guest's fault tonight. It was not Risty's fault. It was something happened here in. Dojo, There's Magic too, Curve Submarine. Too many viewers. That's too many viewers. So we're back. I apologize for that. Maybe you can um, point people to the new show or something, Jordan. Right. People are showing back up. All right, good. Sorry about that, guys. That's you know, you know, you know how Jordan like if you're if you work in like a, a factory, there's like a thing on the wall that says like, you know, like 67 days without an accident. Yes. We we had had such oh my gosh. a good record for like the last Sorry. year. Our our internet just screams in here. It's you know? the, probably one of the greatest internet connections <laughs> in the world, but not tonight. Not so tonight. Risty, I apologize for that. Our guest Risty Ristowski of uh, of Jossum Crawl Ristowski. I I see I I'm not I said it wrong that last time, but Jossum Crawl, welcome back to the show, brother. Sorry for that. Let's get back right into it. We I think I was at, I was you couldn't hear my question, but I was asking you if the CBD infusion actually has uh, you know, a discernible flavor to it or is it more of just like a sensation you get from it? Uh so I have that cigar without CBD in it and I've handed it to certain people that uh wanted to try it to see the difference and you really can't tell. I mean, it adds just a I would say it adds a little bit of depth mm. to the flavors. So, so adding it and doing this is is for the the calming effect that the CBD gives you, and not it's not a flavor additive in any sort of way. No. Mm. So, yeah. like, here's the thing: uh, most people don't know about that cigar or about CBD. Uh, CBD takes like thirty to forty-five minutes to affect the body, right? Okay. Uh, nicotine affects your body in three to five seconds. Hmm. So we developed the solution that binds with nicotine that delivers CBD to affect your body within 10 seconds. Hmm. So consider consider the cigar as like a delivery system of CBD. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, interesting. So Because there's yeah. different ways you can take CBD in a pill. You can Pills, like, drops, drop spray, it. you know, cream. You know, it, it, it takes time for your body to absorb it. But when it's taken in through, like, uh, the most effective way to take CBD is through a vape. Mm. And, you know, the delivery system is within 75 to 85%. My cigar falls in that percent. So what is, uh, I'm not, hey, I'm an old school guy, Risty, so, you know. I can tell you, I'm showered. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so I'm an old school guy, you know, I'm not involved in the CBD and all of that sort of stuff. So what is it? What is the effect you're looking for with CBD? In your opinion, what is the benefit of the CBD? Uh, I mean, the biggest thing I get, I get messages every day of people smoking it for the first time. Uh, the worst thing you can do is overthink it. I just tell people to try it. It doesn't show up on a drug test. There's absolutely no THC in it. It's refined to the point where it's zero THC in it. Uh, 
But I have people messaging me like, wow, like I smoked that cigar last night and I haven't slept like that in a long time. Mm. Like uh, you would get the entourage effect of thinking like you're high, but you're not high. It's just your body hasn't been that relaxed or comfortable in such a long time where your body is not used to it. You know, if you really want to get like the full effect, smoke the 100 milligram, the Maduro. So you have a 20 milligram version and now a 100 milligram version. Yes, uh, uh, the Maduro Nug is same band, same size, uh, but a 100 milligram delivery system. Interesting. And uh, so the challenges in making this earlier, you were talking about how, you know, uh, you had to basically patent this, this system. Uh, the more you do the milligrams, the higher the milligram of CBD, do you have to change the way you do it, or is it essentially the same process and you just add more, or how does that work? Uh, this, the process is the same. The solution is altered a little bit because the last thing you want to do is give you a cigar that doesn't taste like a cigar, doesn't smoke like a cigar. You know, uh, when it first came out, people were like, you know, fuck this dude. He's just selling some hype because you can't absorb CBD because you're not inhaling the cigar. But uh, your your mouth is one giant receptor. Uh, the buccal lining absorbs. And so the CBD in the smoke gets absorbed through the lining of your mouth. You know, and the blend is delicious. I mean, I'm not knocking any other brands that do flavors and stuff, but, you know, we've all smoked. I mean, I rarely smoke a flavor cigar, but we've all smoked a flavor cigar, and you just know it's like low-grade, bottom-of-the-barrel tobacco in it. It's a true 100% long filler premium tobacco cigar. Mm. You know. Uh, now, the Nugs, this is just the beginning because there's more to come from the Nugs, right? We've got... Uh yeah. THC version. Now, talk about that. Yeah, so there's a THC version of cigar that delivers 25 milligrams of 100% THC. Uh, it will get you very high. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Extremely high. Uh, I've had people tell me that smoked the prototype and says you will literally wax the brain of some people that don't smoke weed with this cigar. So where, uh, do, you, where do you sell that? Where can you... That cigar that. is not for sale. That cigar is developed. It is made. Uh, but I am waiting for certain laws to change in the U.S. I, the last thing I want to do is go to jail. No, oh, okay. Well, that's uh, yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. That would be. That's a good thing. And this consider. process is done in Colorado, right? Correct. There's a lab in Pueblo. That's why you see me go to Colorado quite a bit. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, we hung out with you at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, which was a blast. Yeah, great time. Yeah, I had a good time sitting around, smoking cigars till late in the in the evening, just chilling and stuff. So, Risty, I'm curious, um, how has this been received in the cigar industry? Have you gotten some some sort of like negative pushback from people in the industry? Has it been positive? A little bit of both. Talk about how you know you're perceived in the industry in doing this. So the biggest thing. Uh, the biggest negative feedback I got and the biggest thing I got is people will comment like, you fucking asshole, we're dealing with the FDA, the last thing we need is some fucking cigar with CBD or THC in it, you're going to make it worse for everyone. Name names, who said that? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> it's probably two pages long. Okay, that many of them. Uh, but here's the thing, like, I, I, I do IT for the government and I know how the government operates. When they put their hands on something, they don't just go away. They will eventually just come and do it. Like, the ruling just passed. Like, we got the NIDR, the pushback to schedule equivalents. It takes effect in May next year. You know, so it's like my background, you know, the people I talk to, if I didn't do it, someone would have done it. And I literally beat people by almost six months. You know, and when I made the announcement, Two other brands came out with their own version, but they did it wrong. You know, they, they didn't read the farm bill. They didn't read the, the labeling laws. They didn't read my that Nug cigar is legal in all 50 states because it follows exactly the farm bill requirements for any CBD product. I took my time. Uh, I was going to release this cigar, but when I read the farm bill, I went back and redeveloped just the packaging alone. I had to totally change because I want to stay in compliance in every state. You know, people rushed out out the gate, and, and one guy messaged me. He's like, you know, I really hope your cigar don't taste like this guy's CBD cigar because it tastes like shit. And, you know, and it was twice the price and a third of what I offered in CBD. 
you know I, I tell people like you know uh the biggest thing with shops shops are like you know there's no way i'm going to sell a 24 dollar msrp cigar in my store i go just buy one box the 100 milligram is 24 dollars plus tax right i go buy one box if it doesn't sell in a month i'll give you your money back mm. Within a week, the same shop is ordering five, six boxes. He goes, I cannot believe my customers are buying a $24 cigar. Mm. I don't have those type of customers. So that's, uh, that's, that brings up another question, Risty, is are these essentially the same customers? Because, like, you know, no, no, most... I am, I am picking up a wide spectrum of customers. I have shops calling me, telling me, I have guys that come into the store with their friends that smoke cigars that they personally don't smoke cigars, but they will smoke that CBD cigar and enjoy it with their friend, right? I mean, it's opened the door to people that I've had customers tell me I don't have to take, you know, sleeping medication to go to sleep. Uh, my PTSD, you know, I, I can't physically tell you this cigar cures this or cures that. You just can't do that. Sure. Uh, the list of what CBD affects is too long. I mean, the, what it doesn't benefit is probably a few things. You know, uh, everyone, everyone's body's different. I take CBD because I have uh, tinnitus in my right ear, where it sounds like, you know, a, a semi-horn is 24-7 in my I, ear. I actually have uh, tinnitus in both ears. I mean, so that cigar, it helps me. It might not help you. It, it might, you might go to sleep, you know great and wake up the next day is like i need a box i have guys that smoke this cigar every day when they wake up and smoke this cigar when they go to bed one guy said it the best uh you created a cigar that gives someone a purpose to smoke it mm. you know it's if you look at it that way and that wasn't really the intention of doing that it's just i wanted to try something for myself and once people start smoking it i mean it it, it took off like my 100 milligram Maduro is on back order. It should be shipping back out next week to all the accounts. I mean, that back order list is a mile long, but I created enough to think it would last me till January before TPE. That entire allotment sold in three weeks. Hmm. So I'm like, I mean, it's a problem, but it's a good fucking problem. How often do you have to explain that there's no THC in CBD? Is that. In an, in an hour or in a day? <laughs> yeah, that seems uh, like a customer education issue, right? I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I got guys all, all around the U.S. That, dr that drive semis, and they have a box of nugs in their semi. And, you know, I got, I got union workers that work at, you know, uh, welders, pipe fitters, that take drug tests once a week. Pass a drug test, you know? I mean, I had... There's... There's... So many testimonials of how it's helped this person's life versus how it's made a negative impact on their life. And to me, that's like the coolest thing. Like I'm actually like providing something that actually helps someone. You know, it's just. Right. So, you know, if you would have infused it with any sort of other, uh, you know, calming vitamin. I mean, there's other things out there like melatonin and stuff like that. You know, nobody would have thought anything. Right. Glory. But because it's derived from the same plant that you get, you know, marijuana and, and stuff, that's where there's probably this, you know, that there's a, you know, a, a knee-jerk reaction maybe by some folks that... Yeah, it, it gives you the idea, you know, fuck, I'm going to try it once. Let me see what this is all about. You know, uh, like they say, you know, uh, a cigar with a very cool-looking band, you'll try it once. But, you know, I, I, I'm, a big, I'm a big teller of tobacco doesn't lie. You can have the best cigar in the world or the best band in the world with on the shittiest cigar you know and you can have the shittiest band on the best flavoring best cigar you can buy but no one will buy it you know it's just i if you call it, people call it a hype cigar but like i mean look at the pictures people post i mean the construction is amazing the cigar is amazing you know I, i'm overseas a couple of weeks ago, when I was like sitting in Amsterdam, I'm in a cigar shop doing paperwork. You know, my buddy Nasir owns a shop in Amsterdam, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, Nasir is a cool fish. Sit here, do some paperwork." He's like, "Yeah, do whatever you want." And a guy walked in. He's like, "You're the nug guy." Mm -hmm. I was like, "Yeah, that's me." He's like, "Can I try one?" I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, here you go." And he's like, "You know, I'll smoke it tonight. You know, I'm I'm hungover from last night. Went out, had a rough night. I was like, you know what? CBD does help. You know, sober people up." And he. Halfway through that cigar, he looked at me. He's like, my headache's gone. 
I feel great. And by the way, I'm the importer for this country. Hmm. I want the cigar in my country. I don't give a fuck what it costs. Interesting. So there's no the cigar does the pitch itself. I, I like my show in Germany at Interbach. I mean, I had no booth. I just walked around and I was busy as fuck, just like in Vegas. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to get to the IPCPR Vegas thing, but uh, let's do our commercial first. And while I'm doing the commercial, guys, while I'm reading this commercial, if you've got questions for Risty, post them in the Facebook chat and uh, use hashtag, hashtag Ask Dojo if you can. That way, Jordan can see them when they pop up. But uh, just so you guys know, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest cigar online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, including the Jossum Crawl Red Knight and Crawlot. I hope I said that right. Crawlot. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, don't forget to check out their local social media pages, including YouTube, where they feature cigar reviews, interviews, and their famous weekly top five this week's Top five will showcase the top new cigars from the IPCPR, including cigars from Dunbarton, Aganorsa, and Southern Draw. JR Cigars is your one-stop shop for all things cigars. And if it wasn't for JR, we wouldn't be doing Smoke Night Live. So thank you to JR Cigars. Welcome back our guest, Risty Ristevsky from Jossum Crawl. Risty, uh, you had an interesting IPCPR. Uh, maybe you can talk about some of that and how that went down. It's kind of an interesting story. And... And it kind of just shows you the power of uh, how interested people were of the Nug cigar. Yeah, I mean, so, like, you know, I sent all my shit to Vegas. Uh, I shipped all my stuff out, and I get a, I get an email from PCA, whatever they're called now. <laughs> can't display Nugs, can't, can't have it on the show floor, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I was in Minnesota in a car driving to an event when I got that message, and... I, my wife looked at me, she's like, what's wrong? I was like, man, it's fucked up. You know, like seven days or like 12 days before this show, I can't, I'm told I can't display one of my new cigars. And media, thank you, all media posted it. You know, it was, you know, one brand called me, he's like, dude, you, you're going to have a great show. And I thought my show was going to suck because I can't display this cigar. Mm. And the show was amazing. From the second it opened to the second it closed every day. I mean, two hours after the show closed on certain days, I'm still selling cigars. You know, I was busy nonstop. You know, it's everyone wanted nugs, but I couldn't sample it. I couldn't display the box. I just had a sign that said nugs. That's it. So and maybe in a way that sort of weird, like this has happened before in the industry where like a negative story has sort of turned into a positive. Kind of oh, ma massive positive, massive positive. So that seems like you that's know, what it, happened here. Is it's like you know, yeah, the thing I can't have, I want the most, right? Exactly. So here's one. All right, here's a, a quick question. Everyone's like, hey, I heard about this cigar in media. Can I try it? So what I did is, uh, you know, I rented a house off the strip because of the Venetian. You can't have CBD, you can't have marijuana, you know, on the property, which was pretty fucking odd because I was in a meeting room one day and they're all smoking weed in the hotel. <laughs> but that's a different story. So I, any any shop that was very interested in the cigar and wanted to pick up quite a bit of it, I invited them back to the house. You know, had a one-on-one. -on -one. You know, I cooked them steaks, had a good time, sampled the nugs. You know, I had some of the THC version cigar there, and, and I was busy every day till at least midnight. Mm, you know, wow. uh, every day at the house. You know, I told my sales guys that I had sitting at the house. I go, listen, like we're not off the clock. I got, you know, this guy coming over, this guy coming over, you know, we're still working, hmm. you know. So I was busy the whole time I was in Vegas. Did you ever hear anything else from the PCA people after all this went down as to... No. no so no other, no other communication between you so and the So likely to be banned again next year, then, you're saying? Uh, I don't give a shit. It is what it is. You know, I, I, I'm going to TPE. I honestly think TPE is going to take over PCA. You know, like I just got an email yesterday, and we all probably got it. You know, they're offering hotel discounts and stuff like that, which I mean, I didn't get with the other, whatever. I mean, if they want to ban me, they ban me. You know, save me. You know, the show costs a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I did more business outside of the show than at the show. Put it that way. Right. You know. 
Well, let's get to some viewer questions, Jordan. Uh, the first one comes from Jeff Todd. He wants to know, will CBD cigars cause drug-sniffing dogs to react, say, at an airport? No. And a THC cigar doesn't either. No, really? Why is 100%. that? It's just, I can't tell you that part. Do you know the answer, or you just don't know? I mean... Yeah, I do know the answer, but I just it's 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 patented. That, so, but okay, so let's just you can say, smoke that THC cigar. In, you can smoke that THC cigar in the gas or at a police station, and get high as fuck, and it will never smell like THCs in the air. Hmm. So it's just some yeah. sort of derivative. All right. So uh, here's another question, Jordan. Why don't you read that one? Uh, Jody Castle. I know there are tons of great people in the industry. Uh, but of all the cigar owners, who do you enjoy hanging with to BS with and talk cigars? I mean, I mean, you got you got to say Skip Martin. I love sitting down with Skip Martin just bullshitting because we both like good food, we both like good alcohol, and we like good cigars. You know, <laughs> and it's not even it's not even like talking about cigars, it's just talking about life. You know, it's like you know when I went when I was in Colorado, he's you know I sat down with Skip and we're just bullshitting and drinking. Probably like nine or ten beers deep the first hour, you know, and you know, we're drinking heavy stouts and everything. He's like, "Hey, you want to go see Joe Rogan?" I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's go." <laughs> now I was I was there for a couple of those nights, and this the next night, pretty this is probably like three a.m. You went on about there was a story involving a bullet in an airport and you, and I don't quite remember the whole thing, but is there any chance we can get a little glimpse of that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> So if you scan my passport, I'm a, I'm a considered a terrorist from the United States traveling international with live ammunition. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick, I mean, it's a long story, but the quick story of this is my wife's sister was getting married in Macedonia. And at this time, I'm not even in the cigar industry. I'm just smoking cigars. You know, I'm just a normal consumer enjoying cigars. And I'm working 16 to 18 hours a day, and I'm only going overseas for four days, a day and a half of traveling included. And I tell my mom, like, listen, pack my bags. I'm leaving Wednesday. I got to be back at work on Monday morning. Right? Mom packs so my Uzi. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I get through O'Hare just fine. No problem. Right? And I'm dressed in all black. My beard is, like, probably, like, down to here. You know? <laughs> I look like a terrorist. I have all my gold on and everything. <laughs> I, la I land in Istanbul, Turkey at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And the conveyor belt, the machine, you know. I put my bag down. I'm talking to my wife, and my, you know, I'm talking to my wife. At this point, you don't, you just think this is completely normal. Like everything's just gonna go normal. Yeah, I mean, I already went through O'Hare, one of one of the busier airports in the world, you know, right. high high security. Right. And I'm looking at my wife. We're talking Macedonian, and I hear this machine just. I'm talking the loudest ring going on, and I, I told my wife in Macedonian, whoever this person is behind me is fucked. Uh -huh. And I stopped and I looked. I'm fucked. <laughs> no joke. The army. Oh the my army gosh. At the airport walked out of a door, literally five feet in front of me, fully armed, pointing their guns at me. And this guy is screaming on top of his lung, holding his finger like this. Screaming in Turkish. And I go to my wife, I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy's finger? What's going on? And this dude walks from the podium, walks over to me, and goes, like, hey, man, you got a pistol in your bag. I go, if I do, show me. Right? So now imagine literally like 20 fucking rows, at least over a thousand people, dead stop. Every machine's off. The lady next to me who I thought was in trouble screaming, oh, my God, I was on a plane with this terrorist from the U.S., blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I, I'm literally, I, I literally lost like five pounds. I'm, I'm, I literally shit my pants. Like I'm sweating. I'm, like, I'm going to jail in Turkey. I'm fucked. This dude takes out my clothes, and there's a steel plate on the table. He goes, if we find anything, you know, you're in serious trouble. I'm like, mm -hmm. you know what? Show me. And the first thing I said is, I didn't pack my bags. I go, my, my mom packed my bags. No I wonder, joke. I wonder how many times they've heard that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, slaps a shirt, nothing. Slaps a pair of pants, nothing. And he took out this pair of shorts. When last man wore these shorts, I remember I went shooting with my buddies at the shooting range. Oh, jeez. And it hits this table, and all you hear is uh. clanking noise. And that's when I looked at my wife. I was like, hey. This is the last time I'm going to see you, blah, blah, blah. I'm done. <laughs> oh, I'm going. All I'm thinking about is, you know, the Orient. Uh, going to jail. Shit. This young cat walks over from the podium. He's like, come with me. I was like, fuck. I'm done. 
I walk over. He goes, you have a live ammunition, 45-round caliber APC. Oh, my gosh. Fuck. He goes, if we find one more bullet, you're looking at five to ten years in jail in Istanbul, Turkey. So now this is the last time I'm in my head I see my wife, uh. you know. And they went through my whole entire bag. Didn't find nothing else. It was one bullet. And he goes, I'm going to do you a favor. But it's you're not going to jail, but for the rest of your life when you travel, anywhere you go, you're going to get stopped and searched. And it was bad for about three years. Really? Everywhere I went. Like, literally, I'd walk into O'Hare and get in line at the TSA, and they know I'm there. They will literally point at me and tell me, hey, you got to go to that line. And there's no one else in that line but me. Oh. So I know I'm getting searched. So this went on for, I mean, it, it still goes on to a certain degree if I visit other countries. I, I do get stopped. I do get searched. But, like, I don't carry nothing on me. Dude, thank God your mom didn't have. There wasn't more bullets. <laughs> so, so when I when I landed in Macedonia, right? Like my mom had no clue what went on. You know what I'm saying? I landed in Macedonia. Well, the funny thing was when they finally let me go. So if you're ever in Istanbul, Turkey, the airport, security is on the first floor, and then where you sit and relax and enjoy like the shops is on the second floor, right? So 15 minutes goes by, and everyone there saw me disappear. So they're like, you know, this guy's gone. He's going to jail. I, I go up these escalators, and literally it was like I was part in a red fucking sea. <laughs> Everyone walked. If I sat down, people stood up and walked away. Like, they were terrified of me. <laughs> and so I called my mom. I go, listen, if you wanted me to go to jail, you should have put another fucking bullet in that bag. <laughs> man, oh, man. That is a hair-raising story. That made me nervous just when you were telling it. <laughs> like, I was just so nervous that there was going to oh, be... Dude, I'm not talking like this. I'm talking legit, literally fucking ARs and M16 AKs pointed at me. And I'm, you know, it's. I'm like, fuck, I I dodged a bullet on that one. Oh my God. That's (laughs) ironically, yeah. You dodged dodged by a bullet on that one. That's an amazing story. Like, I've heard other stories like that where guys just jokingly in the TSA line said, it's like, I don't, it's not like I have a bomb in here. And then they, they, they swarm them, you know? I mean, they don't joke around with that sort of stuff and especially yeah. probably in turkey i would imagine yeah you know i have a relative that works for the tsa agriculture in o'hare and i called him like a week later i was like hey man can you scan my passport if i give you the number and tell me what's on it <laughs> and uh over the phone you know i give him the number and all you hear in the back is like what the fuck did you do i was like it's that bad he goes you're fucked wow, you're wow. so i travel uh, very light when i travel yeah very light. No, no, no more bullets. All right, another question from Bill Carney. He wants to know, any plans to expand into any production formats, i.e. a Sumatra or maybe a nice San Andreas? So maybe, I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about nugs, like uh, nugs that might uh, have a different blend. Uh, right now, the nugs just comes in the Broadleaf Maduro and the Ecuador Habano. Did you find that those were just a good blend for that, that, that could, yeah. could kind of accept it and burn well and all that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, because the pro- I mean, the cigar is literally like it's manhandled mm-hmm. to get to the point where it is, and it helped. Those wrappers hold up very well. Like if I did a Connecticut or if I did like a Cameroon, I would probably have more cracked wrappers and more cigars I can't sell in that batch. So I was kind of going for a thicker wrapper it's a and more hearty. Yeah, exactly. It can take a beating, you know. So I mean, that cigar is that blend is light to medium. It's perfect for a first-time smoker and it's also great for you know a seasoned smoker that you know it has tons of flavor it's just but it also delivers cbd all right so uh one of our cigars it was on our uh, most the uh, what was it the nine or the 11 or nine or 11 most ex- exciting cigars from nine nine the or nine nine hidden gems nine hidden gems from ipcpr was the tyrannical buck which by the way i smoked right before the show and it was delicious yeah um, thank you the tyrannical buck, which has a very sort of understated label. Hey, Quinn, can you hand me one so I can show it on the air real quick? Um, let's talk about the uh, tyrannical buck, Risty. Um, so it has something to do with your nickname, right? Thank you, sir. Yeah, so everyone calls me Buck. Okay. Since okay. I was a kid. It's because I got buck teeth, as you can see. All right. Yeah. Nice. So, so uh, where, what was the, uh, what's the, this, this is just a really full-flavored, Ton cigar, of flavor. ton of flavor, a real fun one to smoke. Doesn't even really have a Connecticut profile to it. No, it's more really, like Cuban esque. It's Cuban esque, and so this was the one that we were excited about the show. Talk a little bit about this 
cigar wristy. So the biggest thing I get about that cigar is like uh, smoke it. Like why did you go so cheap on a band? Why did why does that band not follow the profile of your whole entire line? Right, like, right, right. Uh, that cigar just came up like as far as like if you smoke the Maduro, the like uh, I think Cooper viewed it and in full body, full strength, and it just builds up. You know, I wanted a cigar that was strong, but it delivered a ton of flavor. And everyone that meets me in person, like I had one guy stop me in a show, and he's like, "Listen, man," he goes, "You're a really good dude." He goes, "But I thought you're gonna be the biggest fucking asshole I met because you come off as a prick online." Wow, <laughs> straight up. And, I, and this is after two hours of talking to this guy. <laughs> and, you know, it, Buck is my nickname. Everyone calls me Buck. Uh, I had to change that because someone reported me on Facebook saying it's not my real name. Blah, blah, blah. I get reported on Facebook like once every once a week or every, every two weeks. You know, so like uh, I gave that one to my buddy and he smoked and he's like, this is like strong. It's like tyrannical. Mm. And this I don't have a name on it yet. And he's like, fuck, call it Tyrannical Buck. I was like, all right. It seems like, Risty, all your best ideas come from your friends. <laughs> I have a good group of friends. You know? If you hadn't have played golf with the one guy, you know, you wouldn't have nugs. And then this guy comes up with a name. I'm supposed to ask you about Ristafari. Ah, Rist- uh, yeah, let's get to, uh, well, wait, let's, before we finish oh, this, sorry. before we finish the Tyrannical Buck thing, um, the, how, how available are these? Where can people get them? How much do they cost? And so forth. Uh, that that Corona is, I think, nine fifty, or uh, and uh, seven or six and a half by fifty is ten, and the five and a half by sixty is ten and a half. And I also got a four forty eight that is a nice punch powerhouse in both blends. That's about nine bucks. Okay. You know, and they're, and they're pretty widely available, correct? I mean. Yeah, I mean, a cigar that that cigar is selling very well, uh, and I scaled up production on that cigar right at the show like literally the third day of the show i called the factory i was like stop making the other cigars concentrate on this i think it's going to take off very well mm. and which it has you know and it's taken off overseas like crazy i mean friends of habano's rated that cigar is the best cigar smoked in Dortmund, and that is a 100 percent cuban smoking form which is unheard of to rate like a non-cuban like that it it is very tasty. I gotta say. I mean, uh, this is the tonight's the first night I've tried it, and I've, this is my second one already. So I'm smoking the Maduro now, and I I do think I prefer the Connecticut, but I'm smoking the the kind of the Gordo size of the Maduro. Yeah. Which not so, in the Connecticut, I like that size right there. You're smoking. Mm-hmm. In the Maduro, the four by forty eight is just hits fires on every cylinder, man. Okay. Connecticut, the five and a half by forty is my go-to. I smoke two to three of those a day. Do you do you find yourself a little torn now between like just focusing on this crazy monster that you've started with the nugs and also the fact that you know you make just really good regular cigars as well? Is there is there Thank a bit you, of is there a bit of uh, you know like uh, where do I where, where do I focus my efforts at this point? You know. I mean, I do focus on the newer stuff, but I always, uh, I'm always developing, I'm always testing stuff, I'm always, you know, I'm always blending. You know, I have 48 blends I've never released outside of what's been released, you know, it's just, and I've given people those blends and they're like, you know, this is great, but to me it's not. It's just missing something, you know, it's just, I'm my biggest critic, you know, I mean, I could have just stopped at the nugs and let the nugs ride out for, you know, a couple of years. But, you know, I released the nugs and then boom, like, you know, Tyrannical's coming out. You know, it's just, I, I try to stay on the cutting edge. I try to release new things. You know, it's just, Which I try is, to stay in the spearhead, on the tip of the spearhead, you know. I like because it, it, it signifies that you're not just all of a sudden now this, you know, CBD company or something. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm a cigar company, man. I'm a cigar company. I'm a cigar nerd. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a consumer first, you know. Right. I don't like Connecticut, so I made a Connecticut I like. You know, uh, like tomorrow my Zlatno Sons is coming back at Rudy's in uh, Lonsdale, and people are saying that's one of the best Connecticut's I've released. Is that the one you were showing me before the show? Uh, No, that was a different one. This one's. uh, Let's see that. What's. Oh, okay, there's Rudy's right there. Yeah. This this comes out tomorrow. All right. And that's at a a shop, right? Yeah, they're in Fort Wayne, Indiana, guys. You know, it's. They're actually my very first shop exclusive I did two years ago with the uh, 
Cernanak, you know, and <laughs> I've said no to a lot of shops, and but the way he talked to me, he's like, listen, you're an Indiana guy, we're an Indiana shop, we sell Indiana products, wines, beers, everything. We'd love for you to be our first shop exclusive from Indiana also. So I, I can't like, think me. of any other Indiana uh, companies or cigar companies at all. Guys, even. Maybe guys from Indiana. I can't think of any. Jordan, can you think of any? Indiana? Indiana. No. What about... We need an Indy 500. We're going to talk uh, about this Swedish cigar. Oh, yeah. The new Swedish cigar. That that made news this past week or two. Oh, talk, talk to folks about that. That had a really cool, ornate band I love on that it. band. Yeah, very cool. That band is... That band's amazing. It is. Who did uh, that? You do that? So, uh, no, uh, my designer, that that project started two years ago. Uh, the band's design started two years ago. Uh, my designer at the time, who just disappeared in February, all I got was, like, the 90% version of that band. So I had to hire another company to, like, mm. finalize it. So that cigar should have released last year, but the I didn't have all the artwork. Uh, that cigar is a very sweet. If uh, people that's ever smoked my Goalie release I did last year, it's a very sweet cigar. And Sotra Kuku, I can't even say it. <laughs> it's a, a Swedish cookie. And so you can't even say the name of the your own cigar. I like that. That's you don't yeah, hear that often. That, that one's hard. Like I can't say it because I, I, you know, uh, when I talked to my importer Martin for Sweden, you know, I ran him with this idea. I was like, you know, this. The cigar I want to release in your country, you know, bring bring back some uh, Sweden history. You know, puts you know, when you see that band, it says Sweden. You right. know what I'm saying? It also follows my Regal uh, bands, my Red Knight, my certain all my bands except for Tyrannical Buck, of course. And he's never smoked that blend until this year in Germany. I wa- and we're walking uh, we're walking to the show in Interzbach, and I handed him a cigar. I was like, hey, man, tell me what you think about the cigar. And the first thing he said, he goes, this is the blend right here. I go, that's exactly what I was shooting for. Mm, good. So that cigar will be released next year in a very cool-looking box that I designed. Uh, you see John. He's actually, uh, he's putting up signage as hey. we speak. <laughs> this is uh, John Rogers. He owns the Golden Leaf, which is a JSK lounge now. I'm here all the time. Uh, it's my home shop you know I, I conduct business from here i do work from here you know and he came to me he, he's like you know he's like uh with ristafari like i blew his mind on that like he's, right. he's like there's no fucking way and it, it's literally a madhouse and he that day he end of the event he's like literally here's the keys to the shop he goes this shop is yours just as much as mine do whatever you want <laughs> Yeah. So. Now, now you probably have to like you know pay taxes on the shop and all that so i don't know if that was <laughs> Let him leave the room first, and you can bring that up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Quentin wants to know about the box-pressed toothpicks. Okay, so uh, when when I was going to release the toothpicks, there was actually two sizes, a 5x50 and a 4x48 box press. The 5x50 was natural roll, and if you came to Ristafari, there was both boxes on sale, uh, 20 boxes of each, and... In both blends. Everyone that bought that box, I put a post up in my group. Which one do you prefer? Because whatever wins is going to production. So I, I engage all my customers. It's I like crowdsourcing. Exactly. And the 5x51. And so the 4x48 box press toothpick is, you know, considered a unicorn now. So. Ah, so there's just some there's some floating out there. If yeah. Get your hands on them. They're a unicorn. All right, so uh, Risty, the, what's next? Now this is the point of the show where we got to find out what's coming down the pike for you and uh, the company. Uh, uh, I know it's early; we're 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 just coming up on the holidays and whatnot. But uh, I'm sure you have probably have it in your mind what 2020 might hold for you so and the company. The Rudy's comes out tomorrow. Right. Uh, this is the first time I actually put this on the air. There we Let's go, see. exclusive. So if you want this one, states line. Okay, so I know, I know that. I know what that is. Call your boy Lou Liga. Yeah, Lou Liga. That's his. Doing exclusive shop. Very delicious cigar. And then I'm working on this. This will probably come out in Ristafari. It's uh, I'm a small ring gauge guy, so I'm doing a 
a five and a half by thirty-four. Interesting. You know, so it's and it's I can't can't even figure out my own camera. It's delicious. And it's going to come in three different blends, uh, boxes of twenty. Was that part of uh, one of the lines, or is that going to be a whole new thing? It's a completely new line. Okay. And then I think next week or in two weeks, I did an exclusive with the. Uh, I don't know if the camera fucked up. There it is. I did an exclusive with the uh, Ezra Zion. Ezra Zion is releasing a tyrannical buck Habano, which will be coming out next year. But we're doing a size just for them that should be releasing. In about two weeks. Uh, this is something you know we talked about before the show. So, do you uh, you you mentioned TPE? Do you are you going to have a uh, booth space there? You just going to be hanging out or? No, I got a booth. I bought that booth the day I could have bought that booth. Okay. You know, uh, TPE will uh, will be nugs. Will be a project I'm working on in the marijuana side that I have not talked about and I won't talk about for at least another month or two. And it will also, you will be able to buy the THC note also at that show. Okay. Mike Hankins wants to know who makes your cigars. And I know at one point uh, Noah Rojas uh, made your stuff, but yeah. uh, that's since changed, correct? Yeah, uh, me and Noah split. Uh, I ended up acquiring my own factory, and I am working with my partner, Roniel. And he is my, my feet on the ground in this deli. We have our own place, and all we do is yes, some cross cigars. We don't make any other cigars but my my brand. You know, it's a 50-50 split down there. It's, you know, I've known the guy for five years. Uh, when I went down there, what happened was I had issues overseas two years ago, and I literally flew back home, and I flew, got in a plane, and I was going to two other companies and one was Hoya and the other one was another brand I never made it to uh, first thing I did is I stopped at the factory and we made a decision that day is like you know like I, I don't want to put my brand in someone else's hands I don't want to I don't want to ask a question and wait a week to get an answer on right and so we just partnered up 50 50 and we just started our own place so that's got to be an experience for you. I mean, that's a whole yeah. that's a whole nother you know can of worms. But do you enjoy that side of it? You know, being involved in in a factory. Yeah, you know what? The first year was very tough. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, it was. I have no hair already, <laughs> so like it was it was very tough the first year. Like so, like my company kind of slowed down in sales when that happened. You know, to the point where like you know, is this really gonna mm. come back? You know, but. We set everything in place. We fine-tuned everything, and we're just firing at all cylinders right now. You know, was, I have no issues down there, and now I can finally do what I want to do: is just go travel, sell cigars, and come back down and blend, and just just do what I had in my mind to do from day one. How you big know? of how big of a factory is that? It's uh, six couples, so twelve people. It's not that big. Right. You know, I've had people go down there and uh, literally call me. He's like, you know, it's a small place, but you know, all we're doing is my stuff. Right. You right. Know? Right. So, yeah, they can. But we are looking. Six six pairs can make a lot of cigars. So. Oh yeah, I mean I'd rather have it small and running right and having consistency coming out good. Uh, we are looking at another place right now to actually build our own because the first place we acquired, we outgrew in three months, and now we're on pace to outgrow this place by the end of the year. Well, that's pretty doggone exciting. I gotta say, Risty, I like the fact that you are. You know, ups, you know, like a, there's several guys that have done this in the past, and we all know the names, but they've, you know, sort of changed the industry, upset the industry, did things that people didn't expect, and found a way to make it work. But I think that really, no matter, you could try to do that as hard as you want. Like you could be like an eccentric guy or this or that, but it really doesn't work unless the cigars themselves are good. And you make a good cigar. This is a fantastic cigar. I always liked the Red Knight. That was a delicious cigar from the beginning. So I just want to congratulate you, A, on uh, being able to be creative and be unique, but yet make a, a really quality product, and being able to do this and you know, like transitioning factories and doing all that, knowing your, you know, that's that's impressive. And so, uh, you know, kudos to you for being able to to do this over the last few years, man. Yeah, thank you. I mean. 
the thing that grabs me is like when people are like, "Ah, oh, that's bullshit." That's that. Like, I had one importer that's like, you know, you don't have your own place. You're, you're lying. You know, blah blah blah. I have no reason to lie to anyone. I, I don't gain nothing out of it. You know what I'm saying? Why, why, why would you waste your time lying to someone? You know, I'm gonna do that. If I tell you I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. You know, it's. I'm gonna do it my own way. You know, it's like, yeah, I would have loved. You know, like when I talked to Juan Martinez in Amsterdam, he's like, you know. Come down, check the place out. I'll show you the process. You know, as a cigar guy, like, who wouldn't want their cigar made at Hoya de Nicaragua? Of course. The history right. behind that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had that option, but I just decided to go my own route. You know what I'm saying? I still talk to Juan. He's a great guy. You know, it's just business is business. Well, you know? I think you brought up a good point on that is from your perspective and what you're doing, you need to be a lot more mobile and be able to move quicker you know, have a you know that your hand on everything and say, hey, I need this kind of thing. This is maybe a little unique. We're doing this, you know, CBD thing. You know, da 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 da. Yeah. So you need to be able to like quickly, you know, navigate the waters that you're in because your waters yeah. are a little different than their waters. I mean, they're you know a bigger company yeah. dealing with a lot of different company, you know, uh, brands and whatnot. So um, it's good for you. Like same with Eric Espinosa. Like they're able to like move quickly. You know, like they have a small factory. Similar to what you're doing. He's, he's another, that whole Espinosa crew. Eric's a great guy. I love hanging out with Eric, Hector. You know, uh, Hector cracks my shit up. Jack fucking, Jack I've known before I was a brand. I've talked to him, you know, his events. He's a great guy too, you know, and the whole protocol guys, you know, I love those guys to death, you know. So, I mean, the answer to the other question you asked me, whether guys you like to hang out and talk shit with and cigars, the whole entire Espinosa crew. You oh, know? Yeah. oh, yeah. They're the best. They're yeah. Great. Well, hey, Risty, I can't thank you enough for taking time on this Friday night. Um, to join us on Smoke Night Live, episode 215. Sorry about the early technical problems. That was completely our fault, everybody. Risty was, uh, he was, he was completely in the clear on that one, Jordan. He was in the clear. That was you, probably. You probably, you, uh, your foot probably hit abort. You, you know, probably like unplugged the <clears throat> internet. But hey, Risty, I'm a, I plan on going to TPE too, so I I want to come hang out with you. Maybe we can uh, go have drinks and smoke cigars and uh, yeah. have a good time in Vegas in uh, January, brother. Yeah, hell yeah, man. All right, folks, ladies and gentlemen, there he is, uh, Risty Ristevsky from uh, Ristevsky. I did the stout on the Stevs. But anyways, Risty Ristevsky from Jossam Crawl. Love having him on the show. Enjoying this tyrannical buck. Ladies and gentlemen, get your hands on these bad boys because they're tasty, yo. We got Quinn and Scott in the audience, too, by the way. We didn't even go audience. We didn't go audience. There's Quinn and Scott. There they are hanging out in uh, Quinn's a JSK rep yeah, in the, the audience. JSK rep. He's been talking about all of his travels and stuff. Quinn's a great guy. Yeah, man. He's, he's a great dude, man. I met him, first time I met him in person. I've known. We've talked, but first time I met him in Rocky, Rocky Mountain Festival, you know. No, he's, he's a class a lot dude. Of beer, a lot of beer went through that festival. That was that oh, same night. Yes, there was a lot of beer was consumed <laughs> that night and, and other... Alcohol as well. All right, so folks, uh, that's it for tonight. Uh, next week we we'll have a special show for you, and then the week after that we're going to have a blind tasting show. Well, it's not only going to be blind tasting cigars, Jordan, but we're going to be blind tasting bourbon as well. Bourbon. So it's going to be bourbon and cigar blind tasting. And uh, so, hey, it's Friday night. This is what we always do on the dojo every Friday night. We hang out, smoke cigars, uh, share what you're uh, drinking, share what you're smoking. There, there, there you go. There's uh, Risty's. Uh, he's got the Balvini going there. That's good. And you're now playing, right, Jordan? So, uh, show us what you're listening to. Show us what you're listening to as well. Folks, until next week, remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. Hey, Risty, hang on. Don't leave or I don't want to talk to you after the show. Sounds hey, good, man. I'm Nick, man, and I buy my sweet, sweet stogies online. My website's got like 11 options, 12. I got like nine. So how was it going down? Anyway, they ship here super quick. Just ask my ma. Right, ma? Hmm? So yeah, like 12 to 13 business weeks he'll be here. So go to my website, man. I remember him. That was me. Sad, lonely, no women, wearing three-day-old underwear. That was before I discovered JRCigars.com, the world's largest cigar store. With a huge variety of cigars, the best prices, and the most amazing shipping options. I get my cigars just like that. So don't be like him. Be like me. And order your cigars from JRCigars.com.